Hey everybody, it's LaShonda from Labors of Love, and you are listening to the Labors of Love podcast. Got a very special guest with me today in the studio, Mr. David Fairbanks. He is the owner, coach, and trainer of Lions Pride Wellness Center and Lions Pride Weightlifting. So, hello, David. Welcome. Thank you for giving me the key back to talk. Hi, Shonda. How are you? <laughs> I am doing well. Good to see you, and I'm glad that you are here. I'm glad to be here. Thank you for inviting me. Of course. So we're going to jump right in, and I'm going to start like I start with all my guests and ask, what is your labor of love? Uh, so my labor of love uh, is just continuing to only worry about myself and the love that I decide to show um, and the main point of that is show action uh so just trying to continue to show the people that i love um the things that i love show that with action um and make sure that that action is not um is not determined by anything or anyone else like i i, I show that love because that's what i want to do that's a decision that i've made um and that's just something that i want to continue to try to live out okay so talk to us a little bit about you know how this became a thing you when i heard emphasis on action mm-hmm. show like how I show lack how I show love how I put love to action and things like that so how did this become a labor of love give us a little background about that um I think action is just important um with anything uh it it, it takes a lot of the guesswork uh out of out of things uh generally you can look at people's actions uh the things that they de- they decide to to do um until where where their their heart you know where their heart lies so it's it's one it's one of those things for me to where I think my actions show you know day in and day out the things that are important to me um and it just makes it it's made it a little bit easier to go about life um in general um just being able to just look back at things like no this is this is what i I want to do I'm showing that um and this is what i I want to continue to do and then on if you want to look at things on the bad side too sometimes. You know, your actions show things that you're not proud of as well. So the action, that word action, um, it just kind of always gives you something to at least be able to look at and evaluate, um, make a change if a change is needed or just be really proud because your actions back up, you know, whatever it is that, that they should be backing up or they show whatever it is that you want them to show. OK, so when you kind of take this concept, <clears throat> action Um, and you know, really what I'm hearing is, you know, I can, I can show you better than I can tell you kind of thing. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. And so, um, I'm involved in like a woman's writing circle. Um, I've doing some trainings with psychodrama, you know, from the therapeutic space. And there's always this kind of, um, this adage show, don't tell. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm very familiar with, even as I'm writing more and endeavoring to write whatever it is I'm supposed to be writing, right? It's all about how do I show people what I'm trying to convey instead of telling them what I'm trying to convey. So, and I wanted to just kind of chime in on that because it made me think about the fact that, you know, we talk about action and a lot of times we'll think of like big action, like these big things will come into our head like, oh, you did this, you did this. And a lot of times it's just 
for you, for example, when you talked about writing, a lot of times I don't know what I'm going to write. Sometimes it's just the action of picking up the pen. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And then as you pick up the pen, I bet a lot of times you end up writing something. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So I I think there's always little nuggets um, in, in action. You know, no matter how small or how big the action is, you know, mm-hmm. it just gives you something to always be able to look back on again to be able to evaluate and then make change if needed. Or, hey, I'm, I'm doing what I need to be doing. It feels good. Let me let me keep going that way. Okay. Do you speak a second language? I do not. <laughs> Even if it's like a little bit. Did you take something in school? Miss <sighs> Johnson, if you listen to this podcast... <laughs> Uh, I appreciate the fact that uh, you did take me through American Sign Language back when I was in high school. Um, I went to American Sign Language because, unfortunately, I failed out of Spanish. Um, I had a great time with Miss Johnson learning American Sign Language. Um, unfortunately, I do not remember anything that I learned from American Sign Language, but I appreciated that class, and I wanted to give her a shout-out since she asked me about uh, me knowing a second language. Uh, Miss Johnson, um, I can see from his face that he is contrite, so uh, just I should probably you know. remember something, but, <laughs> That's okay. but I don't. It was a roundabout way of getting where I was going anyway, but I took um, Spanish in okay. high school, yeah. right? And... I don't think up until that point, being an English speaker and a person whose first language is English, Mm -hmm. that I understood to be verbs. So it took me going through Spanish to understand like be as a verb. Mm. And where I'm coming is when we're talking about action, we have a tendency to think of very, um, very action oriented verbs, Mm -hmm. you know, give do run Mm -hmm. hug you know punch whatever these are very active but i don't think it was until ninth grade spanish class that i had a concept that being is an action Mm -hmm. right so to be so when i when i bring that up and we're talking about kind of love and action and you kind of showing not telling talk a little bit about where just being falls for you so it, it's crazy that you went went there with it because I think when I first talked about love and then action that you show with love, I was thinking of some of the big things as well. Um, and that was something that I learned, you know, early on through my process of just trying to better myself. But then, you know, getting to where I am right now, um, I think it is more so the action of just being or sometimes not acting just being still, being still, Mm -hmm. um, those have been those lessons that uh, have been even more beneficial now in the business realm, especially uh, to where uh, too quick of action now has, you know, substantial monetary, uh, you know, things that could be attached to it. Uh, But then being still and making sure that, you know, you give time for some, you know, for things to settle or time for decisions to be made, you know, there can be things on, on that side of it as well. So that, that's that been one of those things that I've, I've practiced, I'd say, more so than some of those big ticket act, you know, when you think of action like we've talked about, like that, just that being still um, has been like one of those biggest lessons with action that, that has been, you know, beneficial for me through the business process. Yeah, absolutely. I think um, from the therapeutic space, I have a number of people who come to me um, and they want to know what do I do 
Mm -hmm. You know, what do I do about this? You know, I'm feeling anxious. What Mm -hmm. do I do? I I have a difficult time managing my anger. What do I do? Mm -hmm. My relationships are not functioning the way that I want them to function. What do I do? And for so many of my clients, it's, we're not going to do anything. First, we're going to establish how do you be, right? And it's interesting because if you think about the English language and vernacular, you know, people would say, well, that's not proper English. But how you be actually is because be <laughs> is a state of being. It's an action. And even in the in the um, training space, I'll go to a school, for example, and Teachers and educators will say, well, if there is a child in my classroom who's experiencing this, what do I do? And the question is, before we talk about what you do, the question is, how are you being with those students? How are you being with people in relationship? Well, she does this and she wants me to do this or he does that. Before we talk about what we do, how are you being Mm -hmm. together? And so I definitely feel like there is definite... um, benefit and taking a pause to not just look at what you do, but literally what is your state of being and that state of being a lot. It starts in our body. Yes. And so this is another great segue. Um, you talk, you obviously, with you being a therapist, you work more, you know, from the mental aspect, you know, really trying to get people to slow down and think of actually what's going on. Um, you know, in that realm with me being a trainer, uh, I get to work some of the mental aspects, but then I get to bring it back to how the mental aspects ultimately are affecting the physical. Um, and that's that's what's been, you know, really beneficial and, and what I've really appreciated about the work I've been able to do with people so far. Um, a lot of people, because I'm a you know a personal trainer or a coach, um, we're working on physical fitness at the end of that older gym. Like they, they'll come down and they'll think, everything is going to be based around, okay, you need to do this physically in order for you to get this result. A lot of times it starts with just being like, hey, what's going on? Like when you're just standing here, are you breathing properly? Are you standing? Mm -hmm. Are you standing properly while you're breathing? You know, just that baseline, just being right here, being grounded right here where you are. A lot of times people aren't even sure on that. So it's like, hey, just starting there and creating some awareness, it it makes those sessions and then ultimately that work that I get to do with people, it makes it so much more beneficial because you're really, you're starting from the base, the base, base foundation ground level to where a lot of times you just start with all of the physical stuff and try to help people build their bodies up. They never get the benefit that they thought that they were going to get from having their bodies built up. And it never looks the way that they want it to look anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, we're all looking for the feel um, and then really the connection. And then, yeah, if we get, you know, the vanity that we get that comes along with that, yeah, we like that too. So. Yeah, I feel that. And, you know, from a, you know, from the therapy space, there are a lot of modalities that are in the head. Mm -hmm. Um, But, specifically as a trauma therapist, you can't start in the head. The head is the last place, the last landing point that all of our experiences stop. Mm -hmm. So it starts in our body first. Everything that comes through our five senses, our neuroception or our brain's ability to 
look around our environments and find safety and threat cues, all of that happens in our body first. Mm -hmm. And so we honestly can't have someone come into a healing space and think that we're going to start with, what are you thinking? So, and I got a little bit of flack from this, but that's the reason why I called it Lions Pride Wellness Center. Excuse me. I didn't, obviously it is a gym. Um, We are all about movement. Uh, We want to be the best at the things that we offer down there, like that, you know, bar none. But I named it Lions Pride Wellness Center because first and foremost, I wanted people to walk into the space and feel good and feel safe. And I felt like if if people felt like it was a safe space to just be them, uh, anything from a training perspective that we did there would really be beneficial for them. So, yeah, I mean, it's 100 percent. Safety is the foundational baseline of everything that we do as humans. Mm -hmm. And if we don't understand that our bodies are responding to our atmosphere and our innate sense of safety or lack of safety, Mm -hmm. then we don't understand why some things go the way we want to, why some don't, why we get along with some people better than we get along with others, why we like certain places more than we like certain others. All of this is about safety and feeling safe. You can be safe and not feel safe. Mm -hmm. And so I can appreciate that. But yeah, just the idea that everything starts in our body. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's movement based like you're talking about or uh, emotional, psychological, mental regulation that I do a lot of, all of it has to be rooted in the body. And Mm -hmm. so, you know, it really is if you are participating in therapy and you are not working with someone who helps you understand and ground in your body, chances are the gains you feel you're making will not be sustained if you do not start to get in a relationship with your body. And what I heard you saying is if you're working in a physical fitness sense and there isn't some work that can help you ground in your body from breathing to stance to just mobility, then those gains that you're gaining may not be sustained Because we're talking about foundational kind of things. And, I mean, this is something that you can talk about from the trauma-based side of it. Um, It's something that I've experienced personally um, as I I took the opportunity before I took the leap to do my business. um, The final steps of me working through some of my own stuff. Trauma absolutely manifests itself somehow in your body. Um, And there are uh, certain things physically that happened to you as you ultimately go to try to find that stuff that's manifest itself there and then ultimately release it aka we're getting back to that word movement again you know mm-hmm. when i talk about it from a training perspective i'm talking about obviously the physical piece of it everything like that and then from your perspective with the trauma base a lot of times you're dealing with feelings and emotions that are locked up mm-hmm. there's no movement there You know, so that all comes together to where as we can connect the mind and body, ultimately what we're looking to help people do is is release that stuff and get movement again. Mm -hmm. And then if there's movement again, anything is possible. Yeah. You know, there's there's that's that's that that's where you get into that big that big meaning of action again to where you've really got some stuff that you can start to evaluate and make, you know, make your decisions one way or another, which is what we want. That's exactly it. And so, you know, you were talking about that and I I just thought, you know, it's literally why they call it a bowel movement. Like if your bowels aren't moving, it's, it's locked up in there. And that is hands down top 
three most uncomfortable experiences for me in life, right? So, you know, but when you start learning about your vagus nerve and polyvagal theory, Mm -hmm. dorsal vagal shutdown, that's affecting that part of the body. And so it is all connected. And so you just made me think of what my thing that everybody doesn't know about me is going to be <laughs> when you were talking. About okay. All right. Well, I, <laughs> I'm excited to get to the end where he tells us his little fun fact. Um, but I think this will be a good time to talk to people about kind of where we're collabing and what we're putting together. Mm-hmm. So, you know, David has his wellness center, a lot of focus around functional movement, mm-hmm. about building your base and getting strong from there, as well as Olympic weightlifting. Mm-hmm. Um, Martial arts self-defense classes is up and going now. <clears throat> um, so basically, the, the services that we have there, uh, we want to meet people wherever they are, and we believe that we have something uh, that you can come down there and find to do from a movement perspective um, that would fit. Uh, so steel mace. Uh, is a class that we offer two days a week um, using an offset load to work on core stability. Uh, martial arts self-defense, that's eight ways at LPW, um, which is taught by Coach Rob. Oops, Coach Rob is a uh, is a, a seven-degree black belt in jiu-jitsu, um, also a black belt in taekwondo. So him and his, his students um, are teaching that class. Um, and then we also have Olympic weightlifting, uh, which is our, our barbell movement, snatch and clean and jerk personal training and in nutrition. So we, we've got a bunch of different um, options down there from a training perspective. Um, and then something that I know you appreciate as well, because it's, it's things that you use to, to keep yourself uh, together. Well, there will also be a wellness wing that will break ground on pretty soon here, which will have a, a space for Cairo and uh, physical therapy, a space for massage, and then also uh, Asana as well. So it'll be something that'll really bring together mm-hmm. um, the, the wellness feel to where like, hey, if you're not feeling great or if we're just trying to maintain, we've got everything from a recovery perspective taken care of. But then if you're really looking to train and come down here and get to it and from a movement perspective, we've got something for you to do there as well. Yeah, absolutely. So we're talking one stop shop yes. for all of these fitness and wellness needs, yes. you know, so in case people haven't tuned in yet. I'm a therapist. Mm -hmm. So I provide uh, therapy, families, couples, individuals do a lot of training around trauma. So Mm -hmm. we got to talking about, you know, there is so much overlap in what we do. Mm -hmm. People don't generally see it that way, though. We have tons of people who want to be fit. Mm -hmm. And so they're coming, they're looking for gyms. Got a lot of people who are saying, you know, I'm not feeling emotionally, psychologically well. They're, they're going to come to therapy. Mm-hmm. But a lot of people don't realize just how interconnected the work that we do are. Yes. And I think a part of that, too, and this is I've done this as well. Um, generally, we've got people who more will probably come to see you. They're like, OK, I'll, it's, it's the two extremes. So okay, I'll 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 take a look at what's going on with 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 me mentally, and I'll really try to narrow that down and work on that. Or I'll go and spend two or three hours at the gym, and I'll really try to work on that. And I think what we're looking for, and you know, it kind of goes along with life in general. We're trying to get more of a balance mm-hmm. to where we know those things are interconnected, um, and if we could get 
you know, an hour away from the two hours of gym time and maybe, you know, an hour away from some of the mental stuff that's being done and maybe merge that and have everything work together, we think it'd be a more efficient practice for people. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do that work together. And I think that's where we kind of came and it was like, okay, like you, you've got a great audience with your stuff that you're doing with the, the trauma-informed care. Um, we've got a great audience with our movement and our, our, our desire to help people move better. We both know that it's interconnected. I've worked with you on some of the stuff that I do. It's like, hey, let's put together some sort of, of seminar or some sort of, of uh, you know, book of information that we would be able to share with other people. And I think that's where, you know, some of our things came to, to be. Yeah, absolutely. So we um, we have a workshop that we've put together where we do, we, we show the tight relationship between these two things. Mm-hmm. So we are able to bring people in and I can give them information on trauma, mm-hmm. what it is, what are some of its causes and how it impacts the brain and body. Mm-hmm. And we go through that process. But then also part of this workshop is David working us through the movement. So now that we know that it impacts our bodies and it's all stuck. What do we do with that? Mm-hmm. And how do we get it moving? What do we name it? Taking your self-care to, to the, the next, next level. level. And and that's the cool thing about it. So, and maybe we'll have, we can talk about this a little bit more on our, on our next podcast, but me and LaShonda's relationship goes way, way back to even before we, you know, became business owners and were able to do this podcast together. So taking self-care to the next level, you know, that's actually an ode to our days at, at St. Joseph Orphanage um, and one of the kids that we used to work <laughs> with there. Um, so yeah. it, it's just cool to be able to do the type of work that we're doing now to where it's all it's been the same work. Mm-hmm. You know, we just happen to own businesses now that that gives us a little bit a little bit more control over what we do but you know whether it was St. Joe's or, or everything in between we've always been trying to do the same thing I was always moving with people you know and, and you know you were always the one in in the mix trying mm-hmm. to help push people through things so it, mm-hmm. it just makes sense um, and I'm, I'm very grateful for us to, to have the opportunity to collaborate together and I'm, I'm excited to to have people really get a chance to see what it's all about. Yeah, absolutely. Both sides of it. You know, one thing that I say, and I will continue to say it, and I say it a lot is, you know, generational trauma does not have to continue. Um, And it travels from generation to generation until someone is ready to feel it, heal it, and let it go. And And so this process of feeling it, healing it, and let it go, this is what we're both doing Mm -hmm. in those realms. So being able to put that together for people you know, once I, they can feel it. And that's from a body perspective, you know, feel your feet on the floor, mm-hmm. get embodied. Literally, literally. No, literally, literally. I hear you. Your feet on the floor, not through your shoes, feet on the floor, getting grounded, getting grass rooted. Preferably. Grass preferably. Okay. <laughs> don't, don't, we only got a half an hour. Grass preferably though. <laughs> right. So getting embodied, feel it, feel your body. It is one of the greatest gifts we've been given Mm -hmm. and it is going to lead us so much wisdom is in our bodies Mm -hmm. that we don't listen to. So being able to listen to that, you know, feel it, start the healing process. We don't even know things are wrong. So Mm -hmm. when I went through functional movement with you in the steel mace and it's all, (laughs) how do you stand? And I'm like, this is how I stand. And it's like, okay, so gentle. But well, it's just and like, I had you look oh, down and you're I, like, okay, yeah, I could work on that. Yeah, right, I'm yeah gonna do a little that. bit. Just, just the, literally 
just stand and you realize that you're not aligned, you know, and I've been compensating. My body's been compensating for decades Mm -hmm. in a way that is just not helpful. But, you know, this um, this past weekend, I was in a, a weekend in very intensive training that is not only training for me as a clinician, but it's also working on my own material. Mm-hmm. And when you just get into your life, you know, the carried trauma from our families of origin, I've compensated for so many things in so many ways that I didn't even realize I was doing it. And I'm talking, I've been doing some pretty intensive work for some years now, at least eight years. And it's never going to be, I'm done. Right. Um, and LaShawn, to, to, to just speak frankly about it, uh, there's a reason that we're very passionate about this work. And as we sit here as, as friends, like close enough friends, or I will call you a sister, uh, you've been there to scrape me up off the ground uh, when I've dealt with my stuff. And I've been there to carry you <laughs> and pick you up off the ground when you were going through your stuff. Little so bad. it's one of those things to where, you know, when I say I'm grateful to be able to sit here with you, I really am. Um, and, and we just want to convey the message that we speak about it the way that we do uh, because we don't take the work lightly. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and I think, you know, along the way, people, because they don't understand what that entails, it can seem intense. I know I've seemed intense at times through this process as I tried to push through to make, you know, LPW what it is now. But I did that because I I understand how important the work is. You know, and I think it's a time where because we've gone through it and we know that it can be done, we see how we can get in there and just be there if people want, you know, if people want help doing it, Mm -hmm. you know, letting people know it's okay we don't have to carry this stuff anymore. Mm. Even the stuff that you don't even know about yet. You don't Come have on. to carry it anymore. Absolutely. Know? So it, it's it's just a grateful time. Uh, I, I'm going to just keep saying that because yeah. it is. It's just an awesome time. I'm, I'm happy for you. I'm just I'm happy for, for all of this to, to be coming together this way. Absolutely. No, it's a very exciting time. And uh, anybody who knows us individually, but especially those who know us as a unit, uh, passion. Yeah. <laughs> we are very passionate people. Yes. Um, and we love to have a good time, but we get it done. But we get it done. We get it done for sure. So um, I am super excited um, that we are able to come together as brother, sister, as friends, as entrepreneurs, very as healers, much. as people who are doing this work and put those things together. So I'm excited that we're doing it and that we can share it with other people. And that's what it was all about. And that and that's the cool thing. You just like you said, people that know us, like it, it'll mean a little bit different too. Mm-hmm. It's the same stuff. Mm-hmm. So it's just cool to be able to sit here like, nope, we're doing the same thing. We just got a little bit more control over it. And Absolutely. we can we can have our fun, you know, me knock stuff all over the floor and cough into the mic and then <laughs> us get our work done and then, you know, we go out and go on off and do the next thing. Absolutely. And it's done. That's how we've always done it. It so. is. So take this opportunity to just tell people very specifically, if they're listening to this and they're like, hey, I'm intrigued, you know, I, I want to see a part of that. I want to know more about David Fairbanks. What are some ways that people can find you, get in touch with you? Um, first and foremost, uh, and I feel good about this, teamlpw.com is our website um, that is up and running. It will have all of the information on the services that we currently offer um, at Lions Pride Wellness Center. Um, that would be the place that I will start. 
Um, obviously, we have contact information on there. If anybody has any questions, we're always open to answer any questions um, that are needed. Um, and then we also have our social media presence. Uh, Lions Pride Wellness Center um, has a, a Facebook and Instagram page. Um, Lions Pride Weightlifting uh, has an Instagram page. And then my own personal page um, is at dfair42 on Instagram. Uh, what I tried to do with my page on Instagram, if anybody is just super interested in seeing the whole story, uh, starting about November of 2018, um, when I made the, the the decision that I wanted to do uh, Lions Pride Wellness Center, which included, you know, me quitting my job, everything, just just basically jumping off of a building because that's what I wanted to do. Um, you can look at my Instagram uh, and check from November 2018, and you can follow it. Like I, I purposely posted things. Um, said things and did things so that when I got to this space where we are right now in 2020, people would be able to go back and hopefully be able to understand a little bit more uh, what was going on back then and how it connected to what we were trying to do right now. Yeah, that's dope. I like that. So, All right. And so, fun fact, sir, something that maybe a lot of people don't know about you, something that kind of... Cre- Gives us a more holistic picture of who this human is, David Fairbanks. I am uh, 34. I'll be 35 in September. I still, every chance I get, take all my clothes off and take me a poop. (laughs) Still to this day. Still to this day, I take all my clothes off. All of them. Butt naked. Only thing I have on is my necklace. I only take that off when I get in the shower. So, so if, you, if you know anything, if you know anything, so yeah. So all the all the OGs that know me and Lashonda, yeah, that that one to hit you a little bit more because I used to do that at my little duck off spot at, at St. Joe's too. You got to get comfortable, man. I didn't have a squatty potty there. That's that's another one for you. Free game. Get you a squatty potty. Okay, I think she's cutting me off now. All right. Oh, goodness. So uh, I want to thank all of our listeners for tuning in today with my special guest, Mr. David Fairbanks. I love you. I love you, too. And I'm so glad that you were able to come and just kind of share a little bit about what you're doing, but how we can tell people about how we're collabing Mm -hmm. to help people move from coping to healing. Yes, we are here for you guys. Thank you so much. Absolutely. So don't forget, uh, if you want more information about Labors of Love and me, you can go to my website, www thelaborsoflove.com we're on all the major social media outlets don't forget we have our youtube channel where every thursday i put out a therapy thursday video with practical information about life relationships mental health all of that good stuff don't forget to rate review and comment the podcast give us that five star rating so we can move on up share this with other people we got tons of great content and more great guests to come until we connect again be well